up? What's up, people? I'm DJ Quest One. You are listening to The Drive Podcast, where I drive, commute to work, and you guys listen to some of my takes. Thank you for listening. Making it almost uh, five years, y'all, that I've uh, had this podcast. I started in 2018, so yeah, 1921 to 2020. Yeah, it'll be uh, five years this year, 2018. Um... I want to know some topics today. George Lopez with the uh, Bar- Barbosa kid, and his, and then Paul Rodriguez. Everyone's coming out the woodworks now. So here's my issue with with uh, with George Lopez. Okay, so uh, he was funny. Like the the year is. I'm gonna take you back to like the year 2005, 2006, where he was like huge, huge. And uh, you know he was being he, he would go and perform at the Aztec or he would perform at the and I was this is the time when I was living in San Antonio. This is uh, he would perform at the uh, the theater on Houston Street, um, the not the amphitheater, the not the Empire. Uh, I'm trying to remember the 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 come to me, but anyways, he would sell out. I remember taking a friend to carpool or actually dropping him off because this is before Uber and uh, he didn't have, there's no parking downtown in San Antonio, which sucks. So I, I dropped him off and I did like, you know, and he parked in my apartment complex downtown where I used to live downtown, dropped him off a super pack. And, uh, you know, I was like, cool, man. He was telling me about the whole wall. Like they want us to build a wall. Who's going to build it? You know, that's that, that was like his last that was like his last joke right so you know his career is taken off he has a sitcom on abc you know the george lopez show and then after that he gets like a talk show so after his talk show he uh he goes back to to to, you know he's got to pay the bills you gotta live that lavish lifestyle right so he goes back to touring and uh the year is 2016 I'm already moved over here, uh, but I hear about it because, you know, I still have family in San Antonio. And he, uh, it, it was uh, a show that did I think, I believe it was him, Cedric Jane, Tanner, G.L. Hughley, someone else. They went to the AT&T Center. They didn't sell. And, you know, people thought they were going to sell. And he was pissed off about it. So it was rainy that day. I remember that day. It was rainy. And I have family and friends over there, and they had told me that it was raining. It was an ugly day. A lot of people canceled, and so actually, people did buy tickets, George Lopez, uh, but they didn't go because it was raining ugly. And sometimes, when when it's raining, people cancel their plans. It just, it's always been that way. So I guess he's probably not a, you know, you can't predict the weather, right? And uh, the next day, he went to another show, which was probably more, more packed. And he said at the end, fuck San Antonio. So the word got out, you know, especially it was in Texas. I think it was either Corpus or, or Dallas, one of those cities. And uh, you could see said, there's there's a video on YouTube, him saying it. So that way you guys, in case you guys are, are trying to figure out like what the hell is going on. Yeah, check it out. He's saying fuck San Antonio on it. And uh, pretty much... Um, he, uh, San Antonio didn't like him, dude. They, they, you know, they, we don't, you know, me being from San Antonio, we don't have a lot of things going on over there besides the Spurs and the rodeo and the Riverwalk and 
you know, if you're to Texas and SeaWorld, you know, there's, it's not a really big city. So everything over there is 10, 15 minutes away versus Houston, which is 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away. Traffic is ugly. It's a much smaller city. But people take pride there. and They take pride in their food. They take pride in, you know, their businesses and everything. Like any little small city would do. And uh, they, uh, they, they didn't want to, they didn't. So he tried to come back and they were telling him to get the fuck out. You know, so that's already that's already showing your arrogance because without people that without people that support of your fans or your fan base, and then you shit on them, like fuck you, dude. You're gonna come to Texas and talk shit. Get the fuck out, right? So, and I already heard that he was already uh, an asshole. This is this is years before this this uh, uh, Barbosa kid, uh, who's from Texas, by the way doing his comedy thing you know this is from kool-aid telling me he's not a very nice guy in fact i think i talked to kool-aid about it he did the 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 comedy connection they don't really like him because he blew up and he forgot about people right And, and i know you can't help everyone but you could see it the proof's in the pudding he's already saying you gotta look for you gotta look out for yourself gotta look out for yourself that's not the way to do it you think eddie murphy you think richard Pryor tell eddie murphy you suck stop doing comedy he embraced them and you think that eddie murphy told um steve harvey or these other guys hey you suck stop doing comedy they embraced him and say and so on and so on so i'm mean, being an latino he can't help him out and say hey he already has a show on tv lopez versus lopez and by the way you cheated on your wife while she gave you a liver. I'm not liver. She gave you a kidney, and you uh, you shit on her. So that's another thing. He's not a very good guy. So um, he goes on this podcast to say, "Who's the Barbosa? Nobody's fucking heard of him." Well, guess what, dude? There are a lot of people. It's called social media. This isn't the night. This isn't to the early 2000s. And this is in the 90s where you go on your show, you know, on Que Loco. I remember him hosting Que Loco. I thought he was the funniest guy. But repetitive jokes, same shit over and over. A, A. Like, dude, I don't even say A and I'm Hispanic, dude. I don't even say A. Like, you make us look stupid, dude. Like, watch out, watch out. Like, dude, who talks like that? Huh? We don't talk like that. Anyways... You ain't representing me. You're representing whoever whoever you're affiliated with. But it was the same redundant jokes. Same jokes told in a different way. So that's, you know, I'm sorry about my ranting, but I don't like people that shit on other people that are trying to come up. You just don't do that. You know, instead of building this, this young kid up, you, you, uh, you shit on them. And so he's talking, and I know he's probably drunk. And you're gonna get drunk after your your wife gave you a kidney. And then, not to mention him being passed out of a casino, like fucking fucked up. And I've never been that drunk ever to be passed out in a casino to have security escort you out because you can't hold your liquor, dude. Fucking kidding me? Like, like, how more stupid can you be? Anyways, um. So he, uh, he, uh, he shit on him. So who the fuck is him? Who the fuck is him? If I, I wish I had the audio so that you can hear it. 
Uh, why would he do that? Let me see if I can get the audio. One moment. No, I don't have my other cell phone so I can play the audio. Anyways, um, he pretty much saying like, nobody's fucking heard of him. Nobody's fucking heard of him. And so, I didn't see the whole conversation, but you don't do that. So, Barbosa came back and said, um, you know, that's fine. I'm going to do my thing. So everyone started coming out of the woodworks because he did this. This is not where you can just say whatever the fuck you're going to say. Dude, you're on camera, dude. People are going to find out who you are. This is in the, like I said, again, this is in the early 2000s. This is in the 90s. So you can do whatever the hell you want to do. They're not going to have it on camera, right? Just like Carlos Mancilla stealing jokes from comedians. He still denies it to this day that he didn't steal jokes. This guy, man. <laughs> Another another idiot. Another Latino idiot. Man, come on, man. Just say you stole jokes and move on. He says, I did not steal jokes. He went on uh, Patrick Bett, uh, Value Entertainment. Uh, I did not steal jokes. I did not steal jokes. Okay, whatever, dude, whatever. Um, anyways, going back to George Lopez. And so, why would you do that? So, so going, you're not... All these things add up. And then Paul Rodriguez says that that George Lopez wasn't letting people perform at casinos unless, you know, he was the only Latino in that particular casino. He didn't say what casino. But then George Lopez says that Paul Rodriguez treated him like shit when he was 18 years old. And Eric Estrada, the beef with him. And Eric Estrada is coming out that he went up to him and, and told George Lopez, what is your beef with me? And he goes, I wanted to go up to you when I was a kid to shake your hand and you ignored me. I'm like, what the heck? Like, dude, seriously? And then he told him. Uh, Eric Estrada said he told uh, George Lopez. He apologized. He goes, look, let's bury the hatchet. I'm, I'm sorry if I treated you that way. I thought I did, but if I, you said I did, okay then. And uh, he uh, he didn't want to shake his hand. So that's already being a childish and... Eric Estrada manning up and saying, I'm sorry if I did. And he says, he goes, you know what, man? Let's go in the back of that trailer and let's see. Let's see. Let's let's duke it out if you want a shot at me. And uh, George Lopez tells him, I'm a comedian, not a fighter. Right? Well, stop talking shit. Now, Paul Rodriguez, the, the common, the king of common, Latin king of comedies, I heard it was, it was, it was, it was messed up that all the com- comics didn't want to like collaborate. They were all like in their own green rooms. So that it hurts me, man. It hurts me that I saw for y'all to do that. Work together, not work apart. I mean, do you see the Kings of Comedy with D.L. Hughley, Cedric, Bernie Mac acting that way? They work together. Like I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. So. Um, what do y'all think? Do you think that George Lopez uh, should apologize to this kid? Or should you just move on? You know, I think that George Lopez should move on, should uh, apologize to this kid. To, to, to say who the fuck is him. Like, dude, he's known, dude. He's got millions of views on YouTube and on, on TikTok. He is known. He's funny as heck, too. Came out on Jimmy... Uh, on... Uh, Jimmy, uh, what is it, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon show, I believe. I mean, come on, dude. You're going to act like that, like an idiot? All right. You know, you're going to lose fans. And you're already not funny. You, someone said, someone said, someone said, uh, 
every time George Lopez is is, is telling jokes, it's like he's in a uh, he's in a haunted house. <laughs> like if he's going to a haunted house, <laughs> his eyes are all big, right? So, I mean, treat the 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 moral of the, the moral of the story is treat others how you would like to be treated. Don't go out and do the same shit just because Erica Estrada treated you like shit or just because you said Paul Rodriguez treated you like shit. I think he said, George Lopez said that Paul Rodriguez, back in 1979, he was 18 years old, that he was trying to trying to do some jokes and that Paul Rodriguez called him out and told him to hold his coat. And then he said he saw him a couple years later and he told him, I thought you died already, right? But, dude, these comics back in the days... We're on coke. So when you're inebriated or you're on something, you're going to act like a fool. So he didn't probably put that into account. And he probably never talked to Paul Rodriguez about it. He probably kept it in. And anger. So you keep stuff in. You're, it's going to, it's you know, you're going to be like, what did I do to this guy? So they probably already had beef before this whole shit, this whole social media blew up. So... Words of advice, people, you make it, you know, and people that helped you or people that want to go up to you and ask you, especially if you make it big. If you make it big, of course, you're going to have to have security. But don't treat people like crap. Don't treat people like crap. They don't deserve that. If they're fans of yours, you know, that's why you're famous. They're fa- Because they're fans of yours. You do have some crazy fans out there. You do have some crazy fanatics. But I'm talking about just people, if you're just a person that makes a lot of money, you know that you made that you made it that you don't have to work a real job like myself or other people that go to work every day to get up and commute you know and have to ask for days off you can do whatever the hell you want to do right so my thing is treat other people as like you would like to be treated don't don't act snobbish don't act stuck up you know if you want to be confident that's fine you know, if you want to be nice about it, that's fine. You know, like, but don't be an asshole and dish this this young kid who's coming up trying to do his comedy thing. Like, guys, the kid is funny. The kid is funny. I tell you right now, he's funny. Um, but changing the subject. But like again, I don't like George Lopez. Uh, same thing. I like the same thing. Reason I don't like Tony Parker from the Spurs. Very well, he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. Same thing with Jordan. He's not a good guy neither. You know? When have you seen Jordan ever... Com- when have you... This is how you can tell they're assholes. When you ever see uh, Jordan go on broadcast and talk about players, you know, like, he, he doesn't do that, right? He's Jordan, right? What about Tom Brady? Do, do an analyst, you know, like, do a little partake, like, talk about other players when he's on the Super Bowl. Never would do it. Why? Magic Johnson does it. And he's got five rings. It just goes to show you the true colors of people. If they're not in it, they're... And maybe not everyone wants to talk about, uh, you know, uh, praising others. But come on. Praise is deserved because you work hard for it. You know? Um, okay. Changing the subject. I just uh, saw the documentary, The Stand, with uh, Mark Jackson, the former point guard uh, for the Denver Nuggets. They changed his name to... Uh, Abdul Rahim. Uh, he was the first to uh, not stand up on the when he do the Pledge of Allegiance. He, he was the first to do that, and uh, documentary was 
done well. Everyone talks about this is Steph Curry before Steph Curry. If you look up on highlights, YouTube, Mark Jackson, not Mark Jackson, Chris Jackson, my mistake. Chris Jackson is his name. And he he was the Steph. He could shoot. I remember him killing the Spurs one time, man. But I was watching the game, and this guy was scoring from all kinds of ways of the court. I was like, man, this guy's unstoppable. No one can guard him. He must have dropped like 30 points that night. I was like, this kid, damn. I go, this guy is good, man. And uh, he has turrets. So his story goes that he has turrets. He has to deal with turrets. And then he only he only was in the NBA for six years. I mean, he was a great player. If Steph Curry's even interviewed about him. And, and I'm sure because Del Curry knew him. Del Curry knew Chris Jackson, which is the Steph and Seth's uh, father. Played for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, um, but it just talks about how he was blackballed. Because he didn't want to stand up and uh, during the uh, the national anthem, not pledge of allegiance, <laughs> the national anthem, he didn't want to stand up. So that's one of those things that I think um, you you definitely have to watch. It's on Showtime if you have Showtime to stand. Great great documentary. I haven't seen one like that. And he, he breaks down like he loved playing basketball, but because he didn't want to stand up in the national anthem, um, he. Uh, he, uh, he got blackballed and I can understand uh, his his belief so he stopped doing it so he he started he started uh, standing up but he would pray you know like the way Ali would pray with his hands up like that um, when it comes to religion it's a touchy subject and uh, if you're gonna work for a corporation like the NBA you have to abide the rules because Akeem Olajuwon is Muslim so is Matambo. So is a lot of other players that uh, that are Muslim. They had stood up. You have to abide rules. And I understand his. Uh, I understand his where he's coming from. Not he's before Kaepernick. Before Kaepernick did the knee. You know he uh, and this guy. He uh, pretty much uh, this reporter in, in in Tennessee or somewhere over there. Uh, mentioned it he says he says uh he should be standing up and that's when it blew up i remember that i remember that and i remember my dad being pissed off my dad was a marine and he's like he doesn't respect the flag and and it's not that he's shitting on the flag he's standing for what he believes and you have to respect it i, I didn't like that either neither when i was a kid but i didn't understand where he was coming from now when you're older you're like okay yeah that's his belief i can't shit on a person because they don't want to do that and it is, and I do believe in American sovereignty, and I do believe that you got to do the right thing. Um, but if, if this is how strongly you feel, then go start your own league, pretty much. Start your own league, do your own thing. But you can't do that, especially on the national level, and, and, be, and, and not have any repercussions with it. So go check out the documentary. It's great. The guy is very humble. And I, the guy, I mean, they burned his house. I mean, he went through a lot of shit, man. He went through a lot of shit that I just, I hope that, that, that you know, uh, that people can realize that he, he, he got, he got chipped his NBA career. He could have been one of the greats. Hall of, instant Hall of Famer. I'll tell you that right now. People were going to struggle with him. Help people, um, help people, uh, help his team win. And he was number one scorer in Denver Nuggets. Then they traded him to Vancouver. Anyways, 
uh, go check it out. Lastly, Valentine's Day. Is it a holiday? Do you consider it a holiday or is it a uh, a money thing for corporate America? Here's my thing about Valentine's, y'all. It's okay. It's all right. I was never crazy about it. My thing is, give flowers to your woman. Give flowers or give something to your your man. Vice versa. If it's not just Valentine's Day. To me, two of my more important things is have anniversary and birthdays and holidays. Okay? And every other day, you appreciate your woman. You appreciate your man. Give him something nice. Not just because someone says, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Go, get, go buy flowers. This is ridiculous. I went to Kroger... And they had this whole set of, of, of gifts, you know, like strawberry covered, you know, chocolate covered, covered strawberries and, you know, flowers and like a whole thing. I'm like, wow, really? They, they went all out and it's because they see dollar signs, but it shouldn't even be about that. Valentine's Day should be every day for your significant other. So I don't understand it. I never really cared for the holiday. If you want to go and celebrate that, it's not even a holiday. It's just the day that says St. Valentine's Day, really. I'm not off. If it was off, it'd be different. But people are not off. I'm not off. So, you know, some people probably taking the day off. But come on. It's not really, uh, or, you know, it's not really, uh, to me, uh, a special day. But if people say it's a special day, it's a special day. I mean, if you, I mean, I'm knocking on the people that have gotten married on the same Valentine's Day. Congratulations on your anniversary. Now that's, you know, that's special. That is special. But, you know, the way they make it seem is just they go all out. Capitalism to the at its finest. Profit, 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 profit. So if you if you are celebrating, celebrate it safe and. Thank you for listening to The Dry Podcast. Peace.